Alicia. It's just 20 seconds. Love I don't even know. Radio. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a bird, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. Gain new knowledge, get a fresh new start. They never will bring you there So let's talk about it When life and on the air Good morning everyone, this is MJ Network MJ in memory of my sister, Marsha Joyce And this is going to be fun Because Jessica Fletcher is going to have to move out of the way for Carrie Singleton. And if you think Cabby Cove is dangerous, where'd she move to Clover Ridge? You ain't seen nothing yet. This is going to be fantastic. The author of Checked Out for Murder here, Allison Brooke, a.k.a. Marilyn Levinson, is here. Good morning. I am so excited that you're here. How are you doing? Oh, hi, Fran. I'm so glad to be back here. Fun place to be. That's I'm glad. So Carrie is one of my favorite characters, and I've been doing a lot of interviews, <laughs> more than more than usual. And um, we talk about characters in the series and characters, how you keep them fresh. So Carrie is the head of programs and events. How did you create her? And every every uh, book that you write, which is, which which is great because there's some people that can't do this, you know, keeps it fresh so that readers want to read more about her. Well. Um, I had the idea. I'm in my library very often. Very, I mm-hmm. well until recently, of course. I hardly go there now. But um, we have many wonderful programs and events at our library. And one day I was outside. We have a beautiful um, <clears throat> wooded area where I live, in, and this is Sachem Library on Long Island. Um, and we um, we had uh, drummers. And the head of um, adult programs came and introduced him. And I I thought, gee, that would make a wonderful sleuth because here we have a small world, the library, with patrons and people who work in the library. And at the same time, we have a chance to bring in many people, new people, to give programs. And that's when Carrie was born that Sunday afternoon that I was watching the uh, the drummer perform a wonderful program. So that's how it came to me. That is great. I'm, I'm trying to use speakerphone. <laughs> just hope everybody can hear me. Um, so this is Let me ask you me. something. Can I do this on Skype? Uh, I don't do Skype. I don't have it on. They don't oh, okay. let you do then- it on blog. On Blog Talk Radio, they don't let you do that. They used to have it, but they discontinued so many things. Oh, okay. I'm just lucky I was able. I'm lucky I was able to log in. Last week I was having a nervous breakdown because I couldn't get into the studio for 25 minutes. Oh, I that's I was going to be able to do the show. Yeah, they don't tell you. Then they tell you they're doing maintenance and they go like, "Oh my God!" Then if Optimum decides to get funny, I like, "Oh help!" So that's why oh, I yeah, Optimum. the show. I logged in at 7.30 this morning just to make sure that my computer was oh. happy. Oh, okay. I was and just asking because um, yeah. I I had never I had used Skype years ago, but more recently I used it to do a 10-minute interview um, via the U.K., and it was very, very clear. 
Um, but anyway, I can hear you. I hope other people can as well. Can you hear yeah, me? Oh, yeah, I have no problem, yeah. It's just that oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. So this is really cool. My favorite character is the cat. Sorry. Really? Smokey Joe. Joe. Smokey uh, Joe is great. So he adds something to the library. It's amazing that people, are, you know, are not allergic or they're not afraid, but he's really cool. So she brings Snow Smokey Joe. So how does that make make the plot more interesting? Because he's a pretty smart cat. Yeah, well, he he um, came to her. She lives in a cottage, and it's pretty much in the woods. It's on the property that her boyfriend owns, and behind them, behind the woods, is a farm. And um, months ago, in book one, in the fall, um, the new book takes place in the um, in the spring. Um, a, a kid, one of the barn kittens wanders through the woods and comes to the cottage. And um, she's about to go to work, and the, um, the, and she, the, cat, the kitten, he's half-grown, jumps into her car. And um, she ends up bringing him into the library because she doesn't want him to, you know, she can't let him go in the, in the parking lot. She doesn't want anything to happen to him. And um, when and she's just gotten this job a week of, a week or two earlier, and um, she comes uh, the the kitten runs into the children's room where the head of um, the children's librarian is talking to the di- director, and it just comes out of her mouth. Well, well, this is our new library cat, and it's very odd. But he he goes to the children; they love him, and uh, Marion, the children's librarian, loves him. And Sally agrees. Well, yes, this is our new uh, library cat. And, of course, he's Carrie's cat, and he goes home with her every night. But as you know, because you read Red and Gone, in Red and Gone, mm-hmm. which is the second book in the series, um, he helps find something that's been missing that everyone's looking for, and he comes upon what is missing, and it's in the library. He's a very friendly cat, and he somehow knows not to go near people who are allergic. So um, it, it, it pretty well works out. That is good. So the other favorite character that we don't get to see enough of in this one, but we did see before, is Dylan. That's her boyfriend. And he deals yes. with something really cool people, stolen art and jewelry. My favorite thing is jewelry. And what other case? he takes other cases. But doesn't that affect his relationship with her? I mean, it's kind of hard. And I'm well, we, oh, that, now, but she's not going to. <laughs> well, it only really... It affected their relationship when he was looking for her. One of the people he was looking for was her father. Her father was yeah. a thief. But their cha- their relationship changes. And Dylan and her father, it, for people who um, haven't read the series, it, their relationship changes a good deal. And actually, the two men become very good friends. Um, um, but as, as you mentioned about series... Um, people evolve and relationships evolve and Carrie's relationship with with Dylan um, develops through the series and um, actually the book I'm re- the, the, the book I'm writing right now has a lot of um, love in it it's book number five and um, I'll just say this much that this is a book where her best friend 
gets married, um, her best friend who works, Angela, who works mm-hmm. at the circulation desk. And there's a lot about love and marriage and relationships in book number five. But <laughs> I'm not when I'm not ready. It won't, that book won't come out for another year. Um, so the the um, relationships um, that Carrie has with these people mm-hmm. they they keep evolving and changing. And the book actually the relationship that I do deal with a great deal in this book is is um, Carrie's relationship with her mother because mm-hmm. um, her mother comes to town in um, in the book which is checked out for murder. That's the latest book, and that is the book. Um, that we're really here to talk about. And in this book, her mother comes to check out to um, Clover Ridge with her husband, um, who is an actor, and um, her mother's marriage seems to be in trouble because um, her husband, her husband, who's 12 years younger than her, is, is playing in this film opposite his old fiancé, who seems to be making... Uh, moves on him, and aside from that, Carrie is Carrie does not really get along well with her mother. Her mother is very critical. Her mother is always um, exaggerating and promoting herself, and she's a very difficult person to be with. So um, I do discuss Carrie's relationship with her mother. In the in this book, a great deal of it is that is devoted to that. Yeah, well, I got those questions here, but before we get that, we got to meet Daphne. And why does Daphne come? And she's a psychic. I liked her though. Sorry, people. So why does she want to do a psychic powers thing in the library? That is that would yes. be so cool. Really, that would be really <laughs> cool. Yeah, I I right and but you know what's so interesting that if. You know, when you read, you saw that there were some patrons who objected to it, and really? uh, they felt it didn't. Yeah, and they felt it didn't have a place in the library. Well, you know, um, people have opinions on everything. Well, Daphne um, tells tells um, Carrie that her name is Daphne Marriott, and um, she she claims that she's come to the new a new area to live. And um, she has some psychic powers. She can sense things about people. And Carrie doesn't really believe her. And except when Evelyn comes into the room, Evelyn the ghost, um, she reacts very visibly. And then Carrie knows that um, she does have psychic powers because she can sense Evelyn. And no one else does, just, just Carrie and her little cousin. So um, she tells Carrie that um, she would like to give a program at the library, and um, that she and she says her psychic powers, you know, they come and go. Then <clears throat> you know that you can't make, be definite about something. She never knows when they're going to come, which is what made Carrie wonder. But um, Evelyn tells Carrie that Daphne used to live in Clover Ridge and has come. And has come from a very sad and dysfunctional family, mm. and they do become friends. Yes, so she's poor Daphne. Yes, 
That's what I said, poor Daphne, because I like Daphne. I had a few other people I'd rather kill off than Daphne, seriously. There are a few more people. Uh, okay, so like who? About, yeah. Well, you killed off another one. That's okay. Well, we're not going to tell who else gets killed off. But right. Robbie Dowd. And why does he like Carrie so much? I don't trust this guy. Sorry. Oh, yeah. He is a... Um, he 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 he's very handsome. He's a trainer mm-hmm. at uh, a personal trainer at her library mm-hmm. at her um, gym, and um, Carrie feels that he wants to talk to her about something, and eventually she finds out um, w- what it's about. But I don't want to give too much of the plot away. No, don't say but anything. He, yeah, but he is he is a nice. You know, he he is a nice person and good looking. And Dylan teases Carrie, oh, you know, um, they, as if maybe mm-hmm. she's interested in him, but but she isn't. Of course, she she really loves Dylan, and they have a solid relationship. They really do. Oh, good because this guy, my nephew is a personal trainer. He has a oh, gym is in he? Florida. He's gorgeous too. Yeah, he does very. He's the number one gym in South Florida. Is Davy Fit Bodies? Yeah. Everybody. You, do you know, want to know something funny? I have a nephew. I don't know if he still does, but he, he also had a gym. He was a personal trainer and had a gym in Florida. Isn't that, I didn't know we had that in common. Yep, Isn't that I interesting? Yeah, I know. I, I yeah. go through it every single uh, week with him because we, I you know, make sure that he gets promoted, and then I do a whole bunch of stuff for him. He's really doing okay. And I'm very proud Oh, wonderful. The gym is clean. It's sanitized every day. They call somebody in three, four times a week and pay to have the whole thing cleaned. And everybody has to wear a mask. And they have a lot. No, there's no two people standing next to each other ever. Yeah. And they wear gloves and masks. The trainers. So, I, I mean, I see it on on Facebook. So now we've got oh. the the cause of the friction between Tom and Linda Brianna, whatever she calls herself this week. Yeah. This yes. Well, way. yeah, they seem to be having friction. Um, yeah. The, uh, well, Brianna, Linda Brianna, <laughs> as you Linda call her, is, is is Carrie's mother, and Linda is her real name. We, as we said, she is a little affected, and she changed her name to Brianna because she thought it sounded fancier. But in the book, she goes, she changes, goes back to to uh, Linda. Um, Carrie and Dylan are invited over to um, to Brianna and uh, Tom's uh, the house that they're renting while they're staying in Clover Ridge, and you could cut the tension with a knife. Um, they just seem to be not getting along, which of course upsets Carrie. They're supposed to go out for dinner with them, and they end up not. And um, um, Carrie's mother is was not very maternal, and but she's very very protective of her husband, and um, they they really had their own solid relationship. Carrie thought, and um, there are many things that unfold about um, Carrie's mother. Who's uh, the one thing I will say is she goes back to using Linda, but I don't want to I don't want to say too much about what happens with um, Tom and Brianna. Um, our readers can read that. But it is, it, it, their relationship does come under, is, <laughs> come, uh, is scrutinized uh, in this book, as is Carrie's relationship with her mother. 
Her mother reminds me of mine. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. My mother demanded yeah. perfection, and everything had to be done her way. Trust me. Yeah. I I find that readers, you know, um, readers um, tell me that a few readers. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think I touch some nerves about. <laughs> um, I know. I know. Um, I I well. I I know cozies are supposed to be lighter, and and the tone of my books are lighter. But let's face it, I touch on serious um, topics as well. And um, as in Red and Gone, I I discussed um, Carrie's relationship with her father. And Mm -hmm. in this book, I touch on Carrie's relationship with her mother. And um, relationships are difficult, let's face it. And sometimes Mm -hmm. they're not as perfect as we'd like. And the other person who is our relative the person we didn't choose, right? Uh, you know, we have to learn how we are going to relate to this person. Like your mother may be demand um, perfection, but it's how you relate to that demand, right? There's nothing, you're not going to change your mother. So nope. this is something that <laughs> Carrie has to understand. And as I said, it touches upon some people, some readers who have similar issues. You so. know what's really funny is that I didn't realize, I realized it, but not really. Going up, I just went along with it because I figured that's what I was supposed to do because my father said, Exactly. Ex- and my father, my mother would give me, she never yelled, ever. Never raised her voice, never hit, never screamed. It was you gave you the Ruthie look. And that Ruthie look was great because when I taught for 36 years, anybody that messed with me, I gave them the Ruthie look. Never had to raise my voice in teaching. They just knew she's got the Ruthie look. Then they met Ruth. Then they met Ruthie. <laughs> and said, she no probably wonder. got it from her mother. That's so funny. My, grandma, because... my grandmother, my real grandmother, maybe, but my grandmother that I grew up with, no, she got it from my grandfather. Was the max. Well, she got it from someone. That's so interesting. So it so it just shows you that you do get some good, even though there was a lot yeah. you didn't. But but you raise a very important point. Um, mm. And this is something that, as a, especially as a writer, I try to understand, that when people grow up a certain way, they think that's the norm. They don't yeah. know that it isn't. How would you know? How would you know you that's don't. not how all mothers are? You you, until you get out in the world where you go to your friend's house and you see mm-hmm. her mother's not like that. And and you have to learn how you deal with it because you go back to your house, and you have to live with this woman until you are grown. So, um, um, well, anyway, on to the next question. What what else were you thinking of asking? This is really cool. Now we have the cast of the movie. So, what is the mayor, and who is in this movie, and how did what does the mayor become involved? This guy is really a pain. Let me tell you. Well, you know, he is a character that that comes and, you know, he is um, – that's the thing about a series. We have, we have characters that they may not be very important, but um, they, you know, they, they, they're in other series. In fact, he's, he's in the book I'm writing right now um, because he wants Carrie to go on to the council, the, the town council. But in this book – in Checked Out for Murder, um, Carrie's wondering if if 
he's even a suspect in the in the 20-year-old murder. Um, what happens is that um, his name is Al Tripp, and um, he's a good friend of of um, he's like in his late 40s, and he's rather a rotund man. Um, at this point, and he's um, married, and he's huffing and puffing because he's not in great shape. Um, Carrie is Carrie is talking to him, and she finds out that um, so she finds out that he was uh, he had a crush on this woman whose husband was murdered 20 years ago, and she wonders if he um, could possibly have murdered the man on the woman's behalf because he was very abusive to this woman. So um, that's, that's where he comes into the book. Okay. Now we've got Carrie who's invited to the set of the, of the movie theater. She created this scene, but you could tell that there's going to be friction. Correct. Oh there's right, well, be well because there's not going to be a happy a happy scene. No. Well, it's this the scene is um it's two couples. It's it's very similar yeah. to a, an, a a another another play um where uh, a couple only I reversed it uh, and they're making a film of this um young couple um these people uh, two young people are involved with two older people. And they run into each other on the shore, and they realize that they still love each other, that each couple still loves each other. And, um, and, so, and so Tom is playing opposite his, um, his former fiancé, who, who seems to be suddenly very interested in him in a very obvious way. And she's very beautiful and very young. She's, of course, she's much younger than Linda. And um, she, Linda has, has a scene, she makes, she carries on and she creates a scene <laughs> that's not in the movie. And um, anyway, that's, that's something that Carrie witnesses. And the interesting thing is it, it, it evokes sympathy for her mother in, in the um, seeing this. She, feel, she actually feels sorry for her mother who's usually very much in control of things mm-hmm. because she knows her mother really loves her husband and she can't understand Tom. What is Tom doing? Because she always taught, she always thought that Tom adored his, her mother. So that's, well, we're not going to tell the, the truth about anything. We can't tell people that. No, um, no. But this was cool. Daphne's program was a hit and, she, but she's really in Clover Ridge for a different reason. So that's one thing. And Robbie Dow calls Carrie to meet him. How come? See, this guy's really hot, though. So why is she really there, Daphne? And well, I, I really Dylan's can't too say. About this. We can't say why. She's there for no, a reason. We, Never mind why. So no. um, how does Dylan feel about all this, that, that Robbie likes her? He's not thrilled, is he? Well, he doesn't, he doesn't really. He, I, I think he, he knows. I don't think that Dylan is is too concerned. But I think the, the important thing about Dylan is that, and, and I see that, you know, I think in too many, in too many books, um, cozies, you know, there's too much arguing over, um, you know, the sleuth is going to get involved Mm -hmm. in mysteries. And I think 
what I did was I, I, I tried to be as pragmatic as possible, where, um, first of all, Dylan is an investigator. He's had training. Um, his, he's, he's been involved in very large cases involving art and, and gem thefts. And he's gone out of the country, and he has been trained to do what he is. And it's a little disconcerting for him to see, first of all, his girlfriend, who's had no training, um, number one. And number two, of course, he's worried about her safety. But um, Carrie tells him um, that she is going to be involved if, if a situation comes up. And she tells him as well that she will be as cautious as she can be. Um, but this is what she's going to do. And Dylan, to his credit, he accepts it. He he loves this woman and he realizes he can't, you know, he has to give her, her free reign because that's the only way it will work. And that's their understanding. But of course, this comes about. It doesn't suddenly happen. You know, it, it, it comes about over time. But this is part of the strength of their relationship, and um, and this is why they grow closer and closer. Well, I hope one of these days you're going to have a wedding that won't have a murder. Would that would kill it? <laughs> oh, um, so where's the fun? No murder in a wedding. Well, no. Think I, about it. I'm, Sometimes you want to I, do it before the wedding to make sure it doesn't happen. <laughs> well, I I'm, I I'm, I chuckle as I think of. Of the of um, Angela and Steve's wedding, but of that's course, a, yeah, I know. Is, yeah, that's yeah. So, um, and and then of course, there's a lot about Angela and Steve's wedding, right? In in this yeah. book, because because Angela is um, is you know very excited, and she sort of drops hints, you know, to to um, Carrie, and Carrie ignores them, but. Um, and the, and then and then there's Charlie, the handsome actor, you know that. Yep, I um, know. He he was one of my favorite characters. Um, I was thinking of oh, what's, I can't think of his name. Oh, you know he um he, with mustache. Um, oh, he's in Blue Bloods. Um, oh, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, yeah, sort of like Tom Selleck. Um, he's tall, Charlie, and. And um, Carrie ends up sitting with um, the yeah. town. The director of the movie is related to one of the library, um, the, one of the people on the library board. And that's actually how they came to Clover Ridge. Not the way Carrie's mother said that she was the one who provo- you know, came up with Clover Ridge, although uh, she mm-hmm. did mention it. But um, Carrie gets to meet the people involved with the with the movie, the crew, as well as some of the actors. And Charlie takes uh, a liking to her. He's, yeah. He's um he's in his sixties, um, very handsome, and Angela has a crush on him. Um, and she's so excited when uh, later on there's a meet and greet out on the green, mm-hmm. and she meets and she meets him. And she's very excited to to meet him, but he he's um he he takes a, a liking to Carrie, and mm-hmm. oh, and Carrie Carrie's at a luncheon with all these um before the meet and greet. She was invited to luncheon, and she ends up sitting with the um 
with the actors and the crew, the, of the few, few of them at the table, because her mother calls her over. And, um, and Charlie likes to gossip. So she finds out little tidbits about all of the, the actors who's had a facelift and who's, who likes um, to push herself ahead or show a certain side <laughs> for the camera. The camera liked a certain view of her. And, um, you know, you know may, but maybe he's a murderer. We don't know. We don't, there are many possibilities of many murderers going on. There are many mysteries in this book. This book has more than my usual amount of mysteries, and and there are many different connections. And um, it's I think it's a more involved kind of a read for and and many of my readers really most of them love the love that fact about this book. So Me too. Um, did you? Yeah. And many every book is different. Um, just every book of mine has a different theme, uh, a different something I'm discussing. Like in one book, you know, I discuss the plight of the homeless. You know, they have a problem. Mm-hmm. What do they do during the, you know, the library? They come to the library and they make a, you know, some of them, they dis, they make disturbances sometimes. And, and so Carrie's happy when um, a group of people, decide they're going to, you know, take one of the homes that hasn't been used and set up a haven for them to go to during the day when they can't go, because they have no place to go during the day. They have places to yeah, sleep. But, so it's, um, each book I, I try to um, approach a problem that's either in the town or in in the um, library itself. And um as, you know, so in other words, I guess I like to cover a lot of ground and um, make things interesting and not just, you know, a silly contest or something or, or, you know, something that has depth to it. Let me put it to you that way. So, well, you know, I, I asked that question of Alan Jacobson on Monday and Brian Freeman, too, because people that write characters in a series like Carrie or um, Frost Easton, or Jonathan Stride, and now Brian picked up uh, Robert Ludlum, Jason Bourne, and Karen Vale. You know, after a while, it becomes tiresome and old. Not yours and not theirs, but after a while, you know how many books I read, and sometimes I go like, this is just another story with the same character in another series. Do I have to read this? And sometimes it's like, oh, my God. So let's get to the good part. Carrie's dead. Uh, Daphne's dead. She's murdered. And her mother wants her to solve the murder. Why? And she might be in danger. So why does her mother say you have to solve the murder and become a detective? Yeah. Well, well, frankly, um, Dylan is really annoyed about that. Yeah, I It's one thing thing, um, for Harry to feel obliged to do something but for Carrie's yeah. own mother to to have the nerve to put her in danger, well, um, well, because of what's happened, Tom was seen um, near, talking to to Daphne just before she died that evening. Yeah, and someone and some and it was reported that he had seen her, and um, and Tom becomes a suspect. So uh, that. Um, Carrie's mother, whose first love, and I might say only love in the whole world, is her husband, Tom. 
she is determined to clear Tom, and she knows that her daughter can do this or is a very good sleuth. So she she calls upon Carrie to try to um, find out um, how, you know, actually who actually killed Daphne, and because this will prove that Tom is innocent. So that is why her mother goes and asks Carrie to um, to help find out who really killed Daphne. My mother would have done the same thing. I'm telling you, <laughs> seriously. Family first, yes. So we've got Lester Brown and Priscilla. Who are they? And what happened between Lester and Chet? There's a lot, a couple of people. We're not going to bring up everybody, but there are certain people in the cast we can't talk about. Because I know. Well, well. Chet is the um, <laughs> he is will he is the man we won't go into. He is the right. man who was murdered twenty years ago, right. and it 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 is thought that it was thought at one time that someone um, had they thought they caught the murderer because the police chief was pretty at that time not the one who's in in the office now. Um, he he was quick to come to um, you know a, he he wanted to close the case very quickly for for appearances' sake, and so he um, he they, he focused on someone who was not the murderer, and so we don't know who murdered this man who I might say I might point out was very abusive and had fights with everyone and was very nasty to his own family. Um, Les Brown is somebody who, um, <coughs> who, who um, had a, um, worked with him and had, had a fight with him. I mean, many people had, a, had a fight, fights with Chet, but um, um, Les Brown did. And Carrie, and Carrie goes to where he's working now. And, um, she goes with Angela. He's working in a um, a store that sells uh, cell phones, and she she uh, angles her way into a conversation with him, and asks him about. But the funny thing is that oh, and also he lived he lived near Daphne. There were just things that she's wondering about. Um, she's just mm-hmm. uh, she's wondering. But the funny thing is that. Chet Brown, he's nobody's fool. He looks at her and he starts to laugh and he says, I know who you are. You, you're the one who's always trying to, who's always solving murder mysteries. So she's, mm-hmm. she's like too famous to, you know, to pull this off. It's just, it's just very funny. But she realizes that he's, you know, he's, he's not um, anyone to be concerned. But, but Dylan, when she, he hears about it, he's not happy because he said, you, you don't know. You didn't know really. He could have been a murderer, um, yeah. but of course she was in she was in broad daylight. But I just love the way she gets her. You know, she's trying to be so cool about everything, and you know, there she is, and he's just laughing because he he knows who she is and he knows what she's after. So that's that's poor, who he is. She's poor Carrie. Now the police are not happy with her. John Matters is not happy with her doing this at all, is he? No, he is not. But the one thing about but John John Mathers is also a personal friend yeah. of um Carrie and, and, and Dylan's. 
in fact, the couples go out and and also they have a connect. You know, it's a small town, so they have a connection to Carrie's great aunt and uncle because mm-hmm. um, because Uncle uh, Bosco and John are friends. But also Sylvia, John's John's mother, John's wife, has known Aunt Harriet for many years. So I, you know, I try to give the real feel of a small town. There are many crossovers of relationships, mm-hmm. but Cat, but John is, you know, I like him. He's, you know, he's yeah, he's, he's 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 like crusty on the outside, but he's, you know, he's so fond of Carrie and. He and Carrie are friends, you know. It's none of this, oh, the um, animosity between the lawman and lawman and the, um, the the private sleuth, you know. And he doesn't. He just doesn't want her to do anything stupid. But on the same, on the other hand, he knows that Carrie knows people. And for example, um, when things get, there are problems within the um, the, the crew and the and the. Um, when something happens in in the um, you know in the movie crew and um, actors and crew crewmen, he knows that Carrie has gotten to know these people, and her information is invaluable. It's information that he he can't get. But on the other hand, he has other kinds of access. Like for example, he has access to um, the backgrounds of these people. But mm-hmm. Carrie learns quite a bit about the backgrounds of these people. Um, I found that interesting because there there is this site where you can read a lot about um, people in movies, and and she finds out a lot about them, and some of it's very sad, you know, what, what they've had to go through in their lives. So um, it gives her a better perspective of who these people are, who she's dealing with. Well, now we've got another murder. And I, I you know, I had mixed feelings about this one. Somebody else gets killed. And yes. then the role of the person is recast. And nobody yes. seems to really care. They don't seem to be upset about it. Nobody does. Um, and then we find out. No, no, no. The, oh, yeah, I, somebody is. But um, they're upset, well, this but not person wasn't people. very nice. This person wasn't very nice. Well, I, no. I, you know, I think it's it's always nice in cozies when people we don't like too much are are, are killed off. But we yeah. don't like it when people we do like are killed off. But I, yeah. I guess we have to have a, a few of each. But um, mm-hmm. I know, uh, I, 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 I know. I think. I, I do try to, um, when the person, well, Carrie, when Daphne dies, um, Carrie is really upset. And I, I yeah, make that too. very clear because she they she was forming a friendship with her. Um, she never really, I mean, the, she has friends in the library, you know, people like Angela and, and Marion and Sally. She's friendly with all the women in the library. But this was the first time that she really was being friendly with somebody you know who she who she had met who was a um, you know who came in to do a program and at first she she didn't want to get involved but you know she grew to like this person even though she didn't tell her too much about her back you know she was held back a lot of information. I know it's really sad. So now this is really cool. Her mother becomes a suspect in the murder of this person. Yes. And 
and also um, this Dirk also becomes a suspect because we have to find out what really was going on between the cast member that gets killed and Tom. So how did you decide that? And Linda gets gets in trouble, sort of. Well, Lin, well, because Linda Linda makes um is she 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 makes a threatening statement about it. Yeah, I know. Not smart. And so and so uh, at one point she is a suspect and Carrie and Carrie um knows that her mother wouldn't kill wouldn't kill someone. She she knows that. So she feels obliged to again to get involved in this is how she keeps getting involved in solving yeah. murders because she she feels that these people, you know, she has a sense about something and if uh, a person being unjustly um you know accused of murder not that it's not that she was accused of murder but she did become a suspect so therefore she she felt she had to put her part in you know and try to find out what was going on there and who who might be responsible yeah but by doing that she could put herself in danger and we can't kill us yes. because otherwise there won't be a book and that would be very sad so well, we that's can't true, kill and people. Excuse me. You can't kill us, Dylan, either. Sorry. No, 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 no. In fact, it, she is followed at one at one point. So um, yeah, know. you know, at night, and she's very, and she, and she is not. She is very uncomfortable about that. You know, she does tell John about that. So um, yeah, she does, and and you know, she does get. Um, she may not get. Advice from her mother, but she gets it from Evelyn because yeah, Eve- I love Evelyn, Evelyn. Yeah, Evelyn is very. She's very mysterious. She comes and she goes at her own wishes, and she she will often take Carrie for task. Um, you know, she'll she'll have her you know look at something in, in a different way, or um, she I, I think she she's more of a mentor to Carrie in ways you know than her mother was. So she she learns more from Evelyn um, than she did from her mother because her mother was just not maternal. So um, she's you know she's she's helpful to Carrie not only um, when it comes to solving mysteries. As long as this doesn't involve any of her relatives, mind you, but also she gives, you know, she just helps her in personal with personal issues, um, or tries to give her the, a, a perspective that Carrie's not seeing about something. Well, for a short time, people, Linda decides she's going to be human and a regular mother, but that would not happen anymore. This was really cool when Jim shows up, when her father shows up. <laughs> That was I like, holy crap. And then I said, no, wait a minute. Maybe Tom needs to get jealous because Jim showed up, and he shows up. Now, how come you put him in there? I love this character. you got to bring him back. I I lo- okay. Jim is one. Jim is Carrie's father. I love Jim. Okay. He was not a good husband to Linda um, no. because he was – he is Bosco's nephew. Um Jim Jim's family owned um Singleton Farm which is right outside of you know uh, of Cloverridge and that's where um Carrie and her brother used to go to the farm every summer um well Jim and Linda were married and um Jim was to put it bluntly a thief 
and um, not that successful a thief because he he ended up in jail several times in prison. But even when he wasn't in prison, he he would he didn't stay with the family. And this this is really what hurt Carrie the most because she loved her father and that and it took her a very long time to accept him back in her graces. And but the different thing about Jim is two things about Jim. Number one, he he really truly loves his daughter and he made every effort to let her know that. And he does make many changes in his personal life. And when when and he keeps up with Carrie, he's now living in Atlanta working for the company that Dylan and his partner own. And and when Carrie tells him that um that Linda is is um a suspect and also that now her husband's a suspect, um he Jim says, Well, I'm coming to Clover Ridge. Carrie says, No, don't come. Why are you coming? He said, Well, I I um I I have I was never a good husband but and I never stood up I never stood by Linda and I feel I should do that now. I've learned that this is what you do. You you have to stand by people and I didn't do it when I was married to her, but I feel she needs a friendly shoulder to cry on and lean on and I'm coming. And Angela takes this as she says, Oh, your parents are getting back together. And Carrie no, says, no. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. But it's very, very funny because I just I just loved writing that scene. See, that's the fun thing you when you have all these characters who you know and love so well, um, and they do something that's that's such fun. <laughs> so and my best scene I loved was when Tom comes in and and he sees and he sees our um his wife's ex husband there, you know, they didn't plan to make him jealous, but boy did that upset him. Well, you know what? Don't you know how it feels? Right, Tom? Don't <laughs> <laughs> you know how it feels now? There's another character I don't know if we want to talk about Robbie. Well, what are we else can you tell us about Robbie and why he was really there. I don't want to give away too much. Well, we well we did talk about Robbie that, you know. Yeah, he's but, really uh, Yeah, well, I don't really want to go there, but no, there are I many know. there are many mysteries and there are many um different uh characters who have there who people have changed their names since I, we did name yeah. one of them and Daphne when she took on the name Marriott as soon as she left the library, this is in the very beginning of the book, Evelyn says, oh, I, you know, that, and he tells Carrie who she really is. Her name is Daphne, but she was um, that something, you know, she was, she, she was, um, that was not her name. And she did come from um, Clover Ridge and doesn't tell Carrie that. Um, well, I, maybe we should talk about Carrie, um, Daphne's Daphne's um, marriage. Yeah, Daphne Daphne was married to um, a man who abused her, mm-hmm. and um, 
And the way she got her psychic powers is just very sad because um, she, her husband, she fell down a flight of stairs, and that's when they came. But she has the good sense to, um, you know, to have divorced him. But when she's murdered, he is a suspect. There's no question mm-hmm. about it because he's come. He found out where she was living, and so, um, you know, there is there is that issue. There is that 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 scene was that scene was tense. I know. And I yeah. was really, oh my god, yeah, you get yeah, you know, you, you sometimes you have to walk with your head behind your head. You have to really eyes behind your head. You know, you don't yes. know. But exactly. Carrie, you need to, you need to get a second sense of whatever. So the final scene is really interesting. Do um when people don't have movies, I guess I don't know that the final scene where the cast is doing a reading of yes. the movie. And how in did the you library. that? We're not in the library. We're not going to tell what happens or how Carrie, you know, figures out what really happened. Because we're not going to talk about the person that's in there that did it. But how come you created that? We have about eight minutes left. So how did you create that? That was interesting. Well, um, I I just came up with it, and I thought it would be, um, it would tell, it'd be telling. Um, the thing is, I had to tie in two elements together. um, uh, Something that went on in Clover Ridge, a Clover Ridge story, and did it have anything to do with anything or anyone who was involved with the movie? And if so, how and why? And um, it, it, it was... You know, it it really was a good test for me to tie to bring in two different elements and and see if they had anything to do with one another. And um, I I I was so pleased that I was able to pull it off because so many people told me that they hadn't guessed the murderer and um that they were very happy you know they really enjoyed all the 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 curves and the twists and the turns of the story and um that they were able to and many people were reading this book for the first time and that even though they hadn't read the three previous books they were able to enjoy it on its own and many said that they would go back to the three earlier ones just to find out more so I I felt that was good that they were interested enough in my characters to um, find out more about them and how they got that way because you remember how Carrie starts out you know, yeah, know. she's <laughs> she's Miss Goth you know she's working in the library as an extra or uh, even though she has a library degree and her uncle got her this job there really isn't a position for her so she's. She comes in with her purple hair and earrings down to her um her her shoulders and her goth boots and you know she would um put books away and go wherever they needed her uh, whatever but it it was not a very fulfilling job, and she was ready to move on and then of course, when she does get this position um she has to dress properly. But with the position came all the responsibility of being in charge. And um, it, it, she, of course, rises to the occasion. Um, and she tries to, you know, she, she does, she's very 
eager to do a good job, and she does have the capability of doing a good job. And as time goes on, she's able to take on more and more responsibility. And I'm not, I don't mean just about her job, but just in, in the community, in mm-hmm. terms of other people, um, in terms of relatives and friends. And she develops a life is really what it is. She's, you know, she feels very rootless because her her brother has died. Um, he was her mainstay, her her older brother, and um, and even there, there's a connection with Dylan. Used to play with her brother Jordan when they were little. Mm-hmm. When Jordan and she used to come to um, Clover Ridge, so it's like I, I guess I've created a whole family, a whole um, world that. It's just so real to me, and I hope real to other people who read the books. Well, before I forget, I don't want to forget, October 1st, uh, the author of Emergency Powers, James McClone. On the 5th, back again for the third or fourth time, Jeff Bond, Dear Derwood. On the 7th, Circle of Dead Girls. On the 13th, the author of Hunting Men. On the 15th, this is exciting, Three award-winning phenomenal authors, a trilogy, third degree, Charles Salzberg, Ross Clavin, and Tim O'Mara. On the 22nd, the author of Murder Forgotten. And on the 26th and 28th, we're taking a different turn. The 26th, Pastor Michael will be there to talk about his book, The Seventh Seventh Habits of Highly Effective Christians. And on the 28th, Trinity House Entertainment will be talking about this, their new hit release, Why Do We Have to Wait? And that should be interesting. That's just October. Yeah. We're here wow. November. <laughs> yes, November. I just, yeah, I'm booked until the end of January, people. That's oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's what I said, is- too. And we're going to do um, November 30th. You know, the pandemic has caused a lot of grief and stress. So on November 30th, psychotherapist Dennis Palumbo and I'm going to talk oh. about fear, fear, isolation, um, anxiety, and stress. Oh, he's Dennis is wonderful. Yeah. Oh he's boy. Great. Yeah. I, yeah. I got it. What can I say? So, what's next for Carrie and Dylan? And um, where can everybody find out about you and your work? And um, I'm debating after the holiday, and I'll let you know um, after New Year's to do characters in a series and how you keep them fresh with female authors. So I want to see if you'll do it with Cindy McDonald and maybe one or two other people to talk about how Carrie doesn't put people to sleep after the fifth or sixth novel. It's something <laughs> that people can't do. So what's, what's next for you, and where can everybody learn more about Carrie and your work? Well, um, as I said, um, there's going to be a lot of romance in the next book. Um, with I, I just got the title. I had one title. It's called... What is it called? Death on the Shelf. Mm-hmm. And that will be book number five, which I'm just about finishing the last scene and the last two or three scenes, it's, which are very exciting. And um, you could read, you could, ch- you could re- check out my books on, at, on Amazon under Marilyn Levinson. Um, the series is written uh, under Allison Brooke, but I keep all mm-hmm. my books together. Um, so if you go to Amazon, you could, on my my author page, you could see Marilyn Levinson, or my website, which is www.marilynlevinson.com, 
And um, there you could sign up for my newsletter, which many people like, so you might want to try that. I always always write about books and shows, movies, you know, things that are streaming that I like and that I've Mm -hmm. seen or read. And um, and that's yeah, that's about it. And I'm I'm on FaceTime a lot. Um, So again, under Marilyn Levinson, so I'm easy to find there as well. Well, for those of you that don't know it, I braved it. My new book is out. It came out August. It came out July eighth. My second is called What If. It's dark stories. Yeah, it's scary. I just got a, uh, I got five five star reviews, and I'm on a tour with, with, and they're very good. Rabbit tours, R A B T rabbit tours. Um, they're not expensive. They love me, but I've got a couple of unusual reviews. Some people understand what I wrote. They're dark stories based on the fact that if you live in a world the way that is so crazy now, what would happen if you lived in the eight ones that I that I eight that I created? You might not be so miserable in the one we're in right now. And I'm writing another one. As soon as I have 10 minutes to sit down, I started it. I haven't decided if I, it's going to be from my Faces Behind the Stone series. It's going to be told from the point of view of people that are dead. Cause it's fun yes, like I, that. that's, yes, that's the series, yes. And I'm going to call it Faces Behind the Stones, uh, The Forgotten. And that's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say about that. And it's going to be tell you how people, before they died, how to live in a different kind of world that we have to live in today. But I'm going to make it worse because it makes me happy. <laughs> and the second book that I'm hoping that more people read, my sister died um, July 8th, 2010. And I lost my partner in crime, my helper, my editor, my the person that wrote the stories with me. Two Sisters from the Bronx is called The Sisters. And it's um, on Amazon. I got two four-star reviews, and I got really upset. And it wasn't because they didn't like the stories that they weren't well written. It's just that when we wrote them, my sister, uh, we wrote them in the 90s, and my sister put a cell phone in as if we had one in the 70s or 80s. So I, she, And she wanted to leave it there, so I didn't change it. So, oh, too bad. So I'm just hoping more people will read it. But, Marilyn, thank you so much. I hope it's nice where you are. It's beautiful here today. It's actually yes, it is. 60, it is. It's 66 degrees, and Fran doesn't need a coat, which is even better. But this is very oh. fun. I can't wait for Carrie to come back. And I hope I get to get it before everybody else gets it. So when you're done, and I will let you know about any the panel shows, because I know you like to do them. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, and you know the funny thing is I ran into Dick. Um, oh, I can't think of his – you know him. Dick, I uh, love at, Dick. At Malice. Uh, uh, oh, his, he has wonderful books out. You know who he is. He lives in Manhattan. You know who he is. Cause he's yeah, well, his, Dick uh, is coming on in uh, December again. We're going to talk uh-huh. about um, publishing the the new year, what we hope for the new year. We have no idea what they're going to talk about. Whatever comes out of them, whatever he decides to talk about with Charles Salzberg and a whole bunch of other people, um, he's going to be the last show before um, the new before the new year. And I'm what what day is of, what date is that? Do you know that? Do you know what the day it is? December December here I am. December sixteenth. It's going to be Dick Belsky. Uh, Jim Nesbitt and possibly and Marsha Casper Cook, probably and maybe one or two other people. I haven't. Oh, okay. I'm I'm going to try and listen to that one. December sixteenth. Should be interesting. Yeah, and I'm yeah. another one on November twelfth. I have um, four authors, and we're going to talk about uh, writing in timelines and uh-huh. books and timelines. I hate. Does drives me crazy. 
And then there's one more yeah. that I'm doing with Ali Matthew Goldberg. Um, Dick is going to be in on it, too. We're talking about ancestors. John Land will be in that one, too. Ancestors. What authors that write with people from the past that belong to people in the present? That's another one. Mm. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I have to do something different. So, everybody, thank you so much, Marilyn. Everybody have a great day and stay safe and please wear your mask because it's necessary. It'll keep I you agree. safe too. Yes. Uh, I and thank you story, so much. I, you're welcome. Have a nice day, everybody, and bye. Bye bye. Are you there? Let me see.